0: Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to It's Your Life with James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., two motivational speakers that are here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. Join James and Ray and get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr.
1: Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Ray, man, I am extremely excited about this show today, man. We got some stars on this show, man, and we're going to learn a whole lot about not just, you know, being in 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 the fame game, but there are prices and there are circumstances and, you know life life
2: situation. yeah and it's not just I mean you talk about these people that we have our guests today and it's not just about them and being famous people or going through that it's what they've done as individuals uh you know cuz life throws you those ups and downs we always talk about only it's your life it's a series of cycles right you get ups and downs in life but these uh young folks have come through it i call them young folks cuz they look very young <laughs> But you know i'm I'm so excited that we have me and St John on the show today, and we also have mr. Curtis Cook aka Duda from the shy <laughs> so i mean i'm I'm super excited to to have them on the show and man uh, you want to tell the audience what we're talking about today
1: well yes, of course we, we're going to talk about um the price of things, and what I mean by that uh that means that once you're there, you have to continue to work to stay there. And, and sometimes that goes uh, in your professional game and also uh, your personal, personal life as well. Because um, we are all folks, and sometimes uh, uh, our fans or whoever might look at a at, uh, person fame and think that everything is just so easy and it was given to them and that this, that's the wonderful life. And think that there is no problems with anything in their life. But they don't know. Once you reach a certain goal, you still have to pay.
2: Yeah, well, once, once you look behind the, uh, the filter of everything in life, you know, we all have our perceptions of, of how, how people's lives are. But, you know, we have some folks that, that worked hard to achieve the success and, and get to a place that not only changed their lives but changed the lives of others. And so, you know, when we're talking about, you know, the, the price of fame and the price of being a person that's in the in public eye, it's uh you know you think about it. you are living your life in a bubble because everybody knows and everybody wants you to be who they uh you know fell in love with you to be okay. <laughs> at all times <laughs> like you, you're not you're not afforded to have a bad day or have any other issues um so but hopefully we shed some light on that today
1: yeah uh, let's let's talk about uh, our two games. uh you had mentioned Amia I mean I'm fascinated with her because uh she's a boxer I mean just getting in there five times a uh, world champ this, that, and you know, uh,
2: five-time
1: world champ, five-time
2: international boxing champion, the first generation Mexican born in America,
1: and and, you, and and look at her; she don't even look like she ever been hit by a punch before. <laughs>
2: that, that, means, <laughs> that means she was really good. She knew how to move out the way.
1: And also, Curtis Cook, man, uh, this guy is seeing like he's doing everything. You mentioned the shy. Uh, got West Side Story coming up, uh, the uh, house of cards, uh, you start I mean, the Mayans, I, my, you
2: start, you start my, running through it. <laughs> <laughs> this, this young man and everything, man. And he is, he is the up and coming superstar, uh, actor and, and director. So, I mean, you're, you're expecting to see crazy things coming from him and you talk about West Side Story. Really? I mean, that, that is, I, I can't wait to hear about that. I mean, that is phenomenal to hear.
1: And and not just that, but uh, not just the acting or the fame, but uh, these folks are doing some great things in the communities uh, that's helping others. So, Ray, why don't we bring both of these uh, great guests on at the same time?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mia and Curtis, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for being on today.
3: Hi. Thanks for having me.
4: (laughs) Yo, what's going on, gentlemen and ladies? Thank you for um, inviting me over. I appreciate it a lot. Oh, Yeah. You know,
1: I tell you, uh, just uh, looking at your all bios and just doing our research on them, you all have had some amazing careers. What do you contribute most of your success to? Let's start off with uh, with you, Kurt. Uh,
4: so, um, man, you said we have had some careers, man. My my stuff is still happening, JC. Man, don't try to stump me. Don't try to stump me, man. I'm still, I'm still driving this car, dude. Um, <laughs>
1: Or maybe, maybe I put it wrong. Cause you, you are doing it. You are doing it. <laughs> I'm joking with you, man. I'm messing with you.
4: But you know what, man, it's just that, um, that, that feeling of, uh, this is all I've ever wanted to do. Um, from I can, you know, from the time I was like seven years old and, uh, and I love it. I love it. It's not just like a job or just, you know, some money here and there or whatever. It's, it's, it's almost my life's blood. It's either that or my family. It's those two things that I would, you know, a lot of times I might sacrifice a lot for. So I, if I would attest anything to it, it would just be the stick to it. And, and, and the hard work that goes along with that and the sacrifices that go along with that.
2: Excellent. And what about you, Mia? Same question. Well, you know, I
3: mean, people ask me that all the time and, and I'd have to say, you know, for me, um, My rise to fame was in in the late 90s, and I always say I was just there at the right time. I had great timing. I came in with an idea of being um, a feminine girl in boxing because they weren't doing that at the time, and so I had this idea along with Aram that I would wear pink and come in all feminine and pretty and be like the rival to Christy Martin. So it was really timing, um, I had a lot of luck with that, and the rest, of course, is being driven and being passionate. I mean, you have to put in the work, you know, as well. And then once you get there, like you said, it it's all the work that goes into staying on top, you know, right. because once you get there, like that's the half that's half the battle.
2: That's <laughs> the easy part, <laughs> right?
3: Yeah, then you got to worry about your name, like you know, wearing out and like another one coming along, and because there's always someone else that comes along.
2: Yeah, ab- absolutely. And so, I mean, you are known for for your your boxing style and being beautiful in the ring, being beautiful outside the ring as a model. But you also graduated from Cal State University with a degree in psychology, like. Tell us about that. I mean, so so. I mean, from a boxer standpoint, most boxers are like, uh oh, nah, we are not doing anything with school. <laughs> we 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 gonna earn our, right. earn our stripes in the ring. But you you changed right. you changed well, the you game know, in two 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 phases.
3: Yeah, well, you know, I had a mom that um, brought me here. My my family's from Mexico, and my mother always said, you know, Dios mio, I didn't just bring you here to to do nothing you're you're going to get educated and you're going to be a success and and so when I went to her after the amateurs and I wanted to turn pro she said you cannot go pro absolutely not and by this time I was already old enough so I could have said well I'm going to do it anyway but you know we don't in our in Mexican culture you don't do that to your parents so my mom said once you get a degree in college, then I will allow you to go pro. So that's what I did. I got my degree, and then I turned pro.
2: Well, listen, to that audience talking about being focused first and foremost. Mom put put that barrier out there. She said, "Look, you got to do this first." She went and did it. Got a degree, then went and started knocking people out. <laughs> so, 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 uh, Mia, you talked about you, know, you coming from Mexico, and, and Curtis, you grew up in, in Dayton, Ohio. Mm. Right right where the Wright brothers are the Florida. The Florida. <laughs> so slaves, <laughs> <played>, bro, <Brian>, <laughs> So so how how do you now the places that you grew grew up in um affect the, how you uh how it affect your future? So oh. yeah, we'll start with Curtis first.
4: Yes, I mean how did it affect my future? Um, you know, I guess being from the, that's in the Midwest, right? And so there's a lot of simplicity that kinda happens in my life. And so when I got to the big city I was kind of naive, you know, and I'm um, I left when I left Dayton, I'm, I moved out to London, England. That's why I went to school. That's where I got my scholarship to go to drama school at. And man, when I got there, I had never um, I had never ridden a subway before.
5: Mm.
4: I had never been on a plane before. So that was my first plane ride. So so I'm saying that naivete of the big city and that connection of family and a connection of, of having um, a strong uh, supportive base uh, was major. Um, because I felt like if I had maybe, I, I, I can't really compare it to any place else because once I got to the other spaces, I was, gr- I was grown, you know, I was grown mad. But, um, um, the nurturing that came from Dayton, I had, um, some incredible teachers that, um, that, uh, that I talked to, to this day, um, not only physically, but spiritually. Um, they passed on, but I feel like their spirits and energies are always with me, um, uh, and, um, and 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 in a, a wholesomeness, man, a, and, a, and a and a genuine wholesomeness and understanding of people. I think I think Dayton gave me that. I don't know. I'm sure those are in big cities as well and other places as well. But from my experience, that's what um, that's what Dayton brought me to. You know, brought me to that 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 feeling. Okay? How
2: about How about you, Mia? I mean, you you had a, you had a whole different journey coming from
3: Mexico. Well, yeah, actually, um, I was born in the United States. So what my family did was they brought me to the U.S to California to be born and then brought me back to Mexico. Mm. And then when I had to start school um, in kindergarten, then they brought me back to the U.S. So um, but it was just an interesting time because, you know, I was born in the late 60s. So I was born during the whole Chicano movement and, you know, civil rights. And um, it was the Vietnam War, you know, was in, in we were in the height of the war. Um, so it was just an interesting era being brown, so to speak, in America. Um, it, it, was, it was very difficult. It was very difficult growing up. Um, and those were things that, that we had to kind of overcome as Chicanos, you know, trying to blend in and be as American as possible. And there was just a lot of unrest because, you know, the blacks were going through what they were going through. Um, so there was a lot of civil unrest. And uh, and it was. You know very- what,
1: Mia, we're going to have to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue our conversation with Mia and Curtis. It's your life. I'm
2: James Coley. This is Ray Leonard Jr.
0: James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life.
6: Concerned over your income needs in retirement? Left an old 401k at your old employer and considering your options? Goldsmith Financial can help. For nearly 14 years, Joshua Goldsmith has been helping investors towards attaining financial independence. Call Joshua Goldsmith today for a free review. 760 586 5275. That's 760 586 5275. Or visit GoldsmithFinancial.net. GoldsmithFinancial.net. Joshua Goldsmith is a registered representative with securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial. A registered investment advisor member, FINRA. SIPC.
5: on amazon and everywhere books are sold
0: it's your life is back for more lessons on life visit cooleyfoundation.org now here's your hosts james cooley and ray leonard jr
1: welcome back to it's your life i'm james cooley and this is ray leonard jr well first of all ray we we gotta mention uh uh uh, uh a
2: sponsor oh <laughs> we got to <laughs> goldsmith financial we got we got to make sure that the the bills are paid and yeah, we always <laughs> got to make that are sure the people
1: supporting us go financials and make sure that this uh, great message is brought to our great audience uh but you know Ray, I, w- I want to concentrate on Mia uh doing this segment primarily hey Mia can you tell us uh about uh your career that's including your marlin career uh boxing career and just uh, uh a whole lot of things that are Listen to all you might want to know about.
3: Well, first of all, I have to say thank you, but I I was never a mo- quote unquote model. Um,
1: we we can't I was, tell. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, after I became a boxer, I got offers. Like, of course, Playboy um, called my promoter, and they worked a deal with Hugh Hefner, and that was probably my first like real modeling gig. And then the of um, pink gloves. <laughs> Uh, oh no no no! They were red gloves. Red gloves. Cover, oh okay. Oh like yeah. Um, but so, so then I got called, you know, to do other magazine stuff and modeling stuff. But it, I really wasn't like a model. <laughs> but Thank you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but from a from a from a boxing standpoint, what was your your drive to? Uh, be able to get in the ring and want to be uh, as good as you were, be a champion and and stay a champion. He's here.
3: Um, so it, it was something that I've always wanted as a kid. I mean, I can remember back in the late seventies watching Rocky and telling my mom, I was going to one day become a world champion. And so, but back then I was in Taekwondo, I was competing in that sport and I actually stayed in the amateurs of Taekwondo until I turned pro and and into boxing. So it was kind of something that I dreamt of as a child, Hmm. you know, while other girls were dreaming of, you know, weddings and this and that little girly stuff. Like I was dreaming of being a pro boxer and being Rocky Balboa. Um, so, yeah, that it was just a dream that I I I had, and I pursued it because my mother told me that I could be and do anything I ever wanted to do, and so I believed her.
2: Mm. Wow! And, and and talking about that, that was the time when women's boxing wasn't very popular. You kind of blazed away. You and Christy Martin, you, know, you guys came out and and put some light onto to women's boxing. What was that like? Uh, what kind of pushback did you get?
3: Oh, it was it was an amazing time. You know, she was opening for Mike Tyson and I was opening for Oscar De La Hoya and it was just, I mean, if you can imagine, just, I mean, like, you know, I'm sure you've seen or went to your dad's fight at Caesars Palace and, and that's where we were fighting at first and and that electricity was just um it was just you know, amazing. I mean, I, I can't describe it any other way. Um Yeah, so
1: <laughs> yeah, tell us as a powerful businesswoman, what lessons have you learned the hard Was that for me? Yes.
3: Oh, what lessons have I learned the hard way? Yes. Oh my goodness. The biggest one of all, I think that 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 glory, that excitement, that um that that all eventually comes to an end, you know, and, and people tell me that they're like, you know, you don't stay on top forever. Nobody does. You eventually, you go up and, and everyone, you always eventually come down. And I never really thought about that. I never really thought that that would be for me. You know, I, I, I just, I don't know why, you know, because it's inevitable. You cannot say, you know, a champion forever, but I just, I think that was the hardest lesson of all is, is knowing that, that, you know, you really have to be a chameleon in, in as an athlete, you, you have, because our, our careers are so short lived. I mean, I retired at the age of 49, 50 years old, about three years ago. And that is so young, you know, relatively speaking, like that is a really young age to retire. You know, I bought a house in Palm Springs and I was with all the other retired athletes and, and people that were retired that were like 70 something years old. And, and that's when you realize like, wow, like I'm really young, like I shouldn't be here. And so, like I said, you have to be a chameleon, you have to evolve and okay, what else can I do? Like, so it was constantly thinking of other things, other fields that I could go into. You know, you have to keep changing and evolving. And that's something that athletes have a really hard time doing is once the sport ends, what now, what now? And you have to be thinking of that prior to retirement.
2: Well, we're talking about, you know, we're talking about retirement and and living and going to Palm Springs. I mean, you got, you got a lot of older people down there that are retired because it's nice and warm and it's easy on the joints. (laughs) So, so you gotta be the youngest person in Palm Springs.
3: (laughs) Well, luckily, like, I mean, I, I, I don't really go there as much as I used to <laughs> because now, cause I've learned to evolve, you know, and now I'm doing other things. And so now I'm the majority of the time I'm in LA. Um, but yeah, there was a time where I thought, oh, I could just all fall day and be happy and content. And it was like, you no, know, that lasted about a week. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm done. What's next
1: <laughs> hey, meal. Uh, I'm excited to hear about this. Can you tell us about the meal, St. John's Foundation?
3: The yeah, St. John's Foundation. Well, um, you know, I had always had the foundation because since I turned pro or a few years after, because I felt like, you know, this country had given me so much, I felt like I had to, to give back to my community. And so that's why I started the foundation for Latinos, not only in the United States, but in Mexico. And then we started, we really expanded after the death of my son. Um, Now we're really focused on on mental illness and homelessness um, and just all mental health issues. And we have a lot of programs for young adults that are suffering from depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, drug addiction. Um, And that's really now like what I devote my time to, and I didn't realize that, like now I realize that I was not born just to be kicking another human being's ass. My mission in life, my purpose in life was was for this, to fight for reform for mental health in, in our country, because my son died as a direct result of neglect from our hospitals. And, and now all boxing did was give me the vehicle, right, to get here, to be, to have a voice, to speak out on reform. Because if I was just a regular person, I would have never gotten the interviews I did to expose these hospitals because I already, I had a name and my ex-husband had a name. we were able to, to shine a light on these neglectful hospitals and and that's what I feel like I was born to do all along.
2: Well, wow. I I, th- I thank you so much for for sharing me and for all that you do for for mental health, taking the stigma away and and being a champion and fighting as hard as you did in the ring for for others that uh you know that think mental health or mental illness is is something to to laugh at and and or be ashamed of and I thank you for being such a positive strong person pushing that forward and, and your work does not go unnoticed. And and, and, now we love to be in a fight with you and glad we bring some awareness to it.
3: Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for you for always being so supportive. You and your dad. Oh my God. Like, honestly, if I didn't, haven't had your dad around to like help me along the way, I don't know um, what I would have done because he, you know, hosted a few of my events, and, you know, just was able to help us bring so much more awareness. And even just the talks that we had had about retiring and depression, you know, really helped me along the way, you know, because I was, you know, I was a bit younger. So I'd always looked for the the older fighters for advice, you know, and, and thank God for that because they really, like, helped me. You know, get through
2: it all. Any time, any I, I think we're about to come up to, uh, close to a commercial, but we, but we don't, we don't want to uh, let let go back go to commercial without letting the audience know where they can get in touch with the Mia St. John Foundation and uh, you know how they can find out more information. Yep,
3: you can go to miastjohnfoundation
1: dot org. Wow, wonderful. You know, so it's doing so many things out there. I tell you what, we are going to take a station break. And we're gonna come back, and we're gonna continue our conversation with Mill, and then bring on Curtis. We got
2: it's it's time to highlight (laughs) Curtis.
1: So (laughs) it's your life from James Cooley.
2: This is Ray Leonard Jr.
0: James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come. With it's your life.
7: Build a better business today with Launch Team Consulting. Launch Team Consulting provides human resources, change management, and ethics training for businesses and organizations looking to create a culture of excellence. Launch Team Consulting is here to increase revenues, productivity, and teach you how to launch your business to new heights. With over 90 years of combined experience, the staff at Launch Team Consulting can help improve business performance and strategy. Visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com to learn how we strive to help business owners develop a solid foundation and solid building blocks of leadership so that they can flourish. Launch Team Consulting also offers executive coaching, too, to help business leaders achieve professional goals. Contact Launch Team Consulting at 619-940-6362. That's 619-940-6362. Or visit launchteamconsulting.com. That's launchteamconsulting.com. Putting you on the path to success with Launch Team Consulting.
0: It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr.
1: Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Ray, I got another question for Mir before we go to Curtis. Uh, we all have a place where we um, can go and have our peace time, and I, I, I know I do. Mir, where is the place where you most feel calm and and I, peace don't, I don't
2: really have that much peace time now because, <laughs> because everybody's home from school. <laughs> this just driving me crazy, but, but I'm sorry. I digress.
1: Hey, <laughs> Mia. Oh, yep. <laughs> I said, where is the place where you most feel calm and at peace? At?
3: Anywhere by the water. Hmm. I mean, I live by the ocean, so I really, um, I really love the water nature, anything that's nature, a lake, um the
2: hills the mountains the ocean yeah oh fantastic talking about the ocean i mean i love the ocean i guess that's why we're out we're out in california but uh you know there's a lot of beautiful places in the world and talking about you know some beautiful places and beautiful things uh curtis tell us a little bit about your uh your your upbringing and, and how you uh got into acting uh, like what what Everybody wants to be a star. Everybody wants to get into acting. I mean, that's one of the first things. But very few people actually break through. What was it about your upbringing and you no know, your drive that got you to the place that you are today?
4: No, I'm not telling you anything. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I, I'm trying to get the secret sauce so I can do something.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's a big question. It's a big, long question. So I'm um, I'm originally from Dayton, Ohio. I'm older than five children. Um, my mother and father my dad is a, was a truck driver my mother was a bus driver mm. um, nobody was in the arts um, my father was a kung fu instructor for a while like on the side so I was doing kung fu for a long time wrestling when I got about the age of 12, 13 I told him that I wanted to go um, dance so you know he was thrilled he was like <laughs> okay great
2: that's <laughs> yes, exactly
4: it's like when Mia told <laughs> her
2: mom she oh, wanted want to be, to be a boxer it's like you want to dance? <laughs> you want to be a boxer? what, what is it? <laughs>
4: What? <laughs> You're on dance. <laughs> but um but you know, they um I was in this organization at um in, in, in junior high and high school called the Muse Machine where they would bring the opera to the school, they would bring um plays to the school, they would bring um um orchestras to the school and one time they brought the um Dayton Contemporary Dance Company to the school. Mm. And when I tell you those dancers ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and um uh, and i sat up there and so after each performance they would have like these talk backs and so the women would come up and they would sit down there were men in there too they were incredible male male dancers as well and um they would sit around and they would have a conversation mess and after we were stretching out you know they were you know loosening up from their dancing <laughs> thing and they have us sitting around i'd be like oh so one of the women um i said to her i said you know what I can do that. I can do what y'all are doing. You know, this is my little knucklehead self. Um, <laughs> and she said, oh, you can. Um, uh, I didn't know that she was the daughter of the founder of DCBC, um, oh. Debbie Blundin. <laughs> mm. So she said, if you come to our school and you take some lessons, we'll give them to you for free. Mm. I
3: was like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll do that.
4: <laughs> so <laughs> so I got that. of course, I couldn't do that. And, um, but my ego and everything, um, forced me to, to learn. Um, I eventually knowing I was in the second company. I would never pretend to be a dancer. My wife's a dancer. Um, so she'd be like, don't be going out there telling people you're dancing." As like,
2: hey, hey, long as you feel it in, in your
4: heart. Right. I'm like, babe, I'm expressing myself. Like, just, just don't say it. Just don't say it. Um, but anyway, so like all just so all during high school, I was dancing and I was doing theater. I was doing plays and stuff. That um, 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 Dayton Playhouse, and then high school, and junior high, and by the time I got to high school, there was a big organization called the Music Machine, and they would have these um, uh, shows that everybody in the county would audition for. And um, my junior and uh, senior year, I got the lead in those. Wow. And um, and after we finished, I was about to graduate from high school. This was back in '86. Uh, She's like, um. So what do you want to do after high school, darling? And I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to the Navy. Because, yeah. you know, I didn't know any professional dancers. I didn't know any professional actors. I saw them on TV. I knew that they existed, but it was something far away. I didn't know that you could make a living at that, right? right? right. And she, her name was Susie Pisani. I will always mention her name because she was one of those people that changed my life. Hire her and Miss Pat- Patricia Copeland, who was my drama teacher in high school. She said, what do you want to do? I said, I'm going to the Navy. And she's like, no, darling, you have too much talent for that. So what she ended up doing for me, Ray, was that um, she was friends with... Um, Theo Coxette, who was at the time the president of Mount Theater School in London, England, and each year they come to the States and they audition in California, New York, and Chicago. I'm not in any of those places. She had this guy come to Dayton, Ohio, and audition me by myself. I did a monologue, I did a song, I did a dance routine for him, and, uh, and he was like, okay, great, we really like you, blah, blah, blah. We want to welcome you into our school. I was like, okay, great. So they had this big meeting. My parents came down once again. I told you, I'm the oldest of five. My parents are making it, and you know, this is a long time ago. So we were middle class, but really, what that meant was that our asses was told but we didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because we were fine, you know what I mean. the lights get cut off sometime. You're like, all right, candles. Yeah, right. We good. The candles on. Woo! You know what I mean. We didn't have the money, you know, to pay our bills, or that big old block of cheese they used to give you for free. You'd be trying to cut that shit in half to make a, make a um, grilled cheese sandwich, but it never melted. You'd be like, "This cheese melting? to <laughs> but um, so my dad and my mom brought me home, and they were like, "Hey, this is a great opportunity for you. We, we, we really wish that we could do this for you. We don't have the money to do it." Mm. And um of course I was heartbroken but I was like, Hey, you know, you roll with the punches. I went back to Miss Passani and said, Hey, thank you very much. Unfortunately I'm not gonna be able to go to school. She said, No, 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 wait, Dolly. Long story even longer, she said, um, she went back to the guy and um they gave me a full scholarship. They gave me a full scholarship to the school in England. Oh, and wow. um when I got there, uh I was way behind because these English folk, I don't know if you know, they read Shakespeare at the age of three. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> They speak the language <laughs> right. as if it was right. just the, the, the Queen, easy. The,
2: the King's English.
4: <laughs> right, and I'm sitting there reading this shit. we have been in a big circle, and we would have to, they would just hand out the parts. And I'm sure this teacher, I'm not going to say his name, because he may be still living. I'm doubting, because he was probably the <laughs> he so, so there has to be 100 or something right now. but <laughs> But I swear he would give me the lead, because, I would sit there, man, and um, I would be trying to flip ahead just to try to read up so I can be ready. But because I was so far ahead, the room would go quiet because I was supposed to be back on page five when we were, um, and I was on page 16 trying to read ahead, trying to get ahead. And they were like, it's your turn. i have to flip back, and I would have these huge stress I was so far behind, man. Mm. I couldn't get it together. But once again, my ego was like, no, no, you're going to learn how to do this. You're going to figure this shit out. And um, so what I would have to do, I had to go to him and I'd say, listen, what are we reading tomorrow? And this is their sight reading classes, and he wouldn't tell me the character I would get, but he would tell me the play. So I would go through the play every night, and already we would go to school from. We would have to be in class by seven thirty, and we were lucky if we finished um, by midnight. If you if you got out of that class out of school by midnight, you you had an easy day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so so that was my studying, man, and and, and it was. Um, we were dancing, we were doing classical work, we were doing contemporary work, contemporary English work. We weren't doing a lot of American plays at the time. And, um, and we were learning fencing and we were learning um, tapping and dancing. It was intense, um, it was intense. Wow. It was intense. Um, I did it though, I made it through. Um, I was very proud of myself. Uh, and I didn't realize how much I had learned until I finally got to New York City mm-hmm. and I started to audition. And um, it was amazing, man. And some of the things that I saw these other actors doing, and just just didn't know. Um, but kind of similar to me, it was the '90s. Um, so it was the early '90s, and so that's was the time where a lot of rappers were actors now. And and I was in that. And I was in that group. Right, right. right. I was in that group of folk, and I was. And I'm like, but but I'm an actor. What do you mean? And they're like, no, no, we need you to be from the hood. It's we just like- need <laughs> the rawness. We want to see how you do it. And I'm like.
2: <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm a thespian okay. I, I i can properly right. okay
4: spread. let me let me get it let me let me say okay ah, <laughs> let me bring it and they're like i mean that's nice that's nice but you know we, we um he's busting arms and he's he's natural i'm like right. so it was a few times man with those i was up for a lot of big things back there juice a lot of those movies you know and i'm those guys came in and no, no disrespect for any of them. You know, we get what we're supposed to get when we're supposed to get it. Right, right? right. But it was, it was a hard, it was a hard lesson for me because I saw them take, not taking because nothing was mine, but I saw them getting these opportunities that I had worked and worked for. So it was all right because I, I was here for the stage. I come to New York initially for the stage, not LA. So I was able to do Broadway. Um, I did a lot of regional shows all across the country. And then um, I did a lot of commercials at the time. And, um, I don't even know
2: if I'm answering your question. I'm just talking. So if I'm not, just let me just tell like Curtis. No, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying like, it. Keep going. Well, because because, well. because now I know how you end up getting that, uh, that role of, of, of dude in the because you were classically trained. And then you went to New York and got your thug on <laughs> with right. the rappers. I had, to, I had to shoot a couple of my students. I had to
4: shoot a couple of people. So they were like, Oh, he's good. He's awesome. No, I'm joking. I ain't shot nobody. I ain't <laughs> shot nobody. But, um, uh, so yeah, man. So, uh, so I, I, it was a long, hard role. And, you know, um, as, as before, I love the ladies. So I ended up getting married at a very early age and ended up having my, my son at a very early age. My son is now 30 years old. Ooh. My oldest is 30. And 20, I have a 30-year-old, a 29-year-old, and a 24-year-old. And I have twins who are um, 16. Wow. Wow. They're
2: the, so you, yeah, They're the last two at the house. So you get, you getting, getting the real... On only it's your life, you getting yeah. the full
1: background. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, hey Curtis, uh, yeah. uh, I was in the Navy. I just, just want to bring that. Oh. I think that was a great choice that you came up with initially. You know, but uh, yeah, hey, but you know what we're gonna do, Ray? We're gonna take a station break, and we're gonna come back, and we're I'm gonna, gonna find life, out. We,
4: you don't wanna take a break? I'm in the middle of my life.
1: <laughs> well, we we gonna come back and find out what it is for you to be working with. Uh, Steven Spielberg and Martin Scorcio. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. And
2: this is Ray Leonard Jr.
0: James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life.
6: concerned over your income needs in retirement left an old 401k at your old employer and considering your options goldsmith financial can help for nearly 14 years joshua goldsmith has been helping investors towards attaining financial independence call joshua goldsmith today for a free review 760-586-5275 that's 760-586-5275 or visit goldsmithfinancial.net goldsmithfinancial.net joshua goldsmith is a registered representative with securities and advisory services offered through lpl financial a registered investment advisor member finra SIPC.
5: Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold.
0: It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr.
1: Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley.
2: And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Uh, so, man, we having a fantastic show. <laughs> but I, I once again want to thank our sponsor, uh, Goldsmith Financial, for uh, all the support. Uh, now, please check them out. Um, also, you know, we want to finish up with Curtis, but but this is the fourth segment, which is the lightning round. So we have questions for Mia and Curtis. We're going to ask them both quick questions and give them about thirty to forty seconds each to to answer the question. So uh, get ready. Make sure. but, <laughs> but but we're going to have to get to, through some of these questions with Curtis.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, we're going to have, a, have to have to do a, a two hour special for both of, <laughs> both of them. These are two amazing people, so we try to fit it into an hour. Hey, Curtis. What was yeah, it like sir.
1: working out? And I messed up the guy named Martin called, called Stacey, uh and uh, Steve yeah, Stieb- <laughs> And Steven Spielberg, tell us about that. I'm, I'm sure our listening audience want to know all about that.
4: And it was amazing. Um, um, short and sweet. Uh, you know, my first big Hollywood film was with um, Sidney Pollock. Um, and that was, uh, the interpreter. It started Nicole Kim and Sean Penn and myself. And <laughs> see, I throw myself stuff <laughs> <laughs>
2: was right in the mix.
4: Right. Uh-huh. And, um, and I thought though, cause they flew me to Africa and all this stuff. And I thought it couldn't get any better than that. I actually, I thought after that, I was on my way. There was a lot of few years in between there. Welcome <laughs> to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> right. They were like, Oh, sit your black mind down. Buddy. Um, and then, uh, and but what I would say about the three of them, um, Sydney and, and Marty and, um, and uh, Steven Spielberg, is that they give you the space to do what you want to do. And you've been a, and with a younger uh, director sometimes today. They're so hands on and they're so no, no, no. This is my project. This is how this needs to be. No, no, no. I need this to be this. When you're on the sets with them, they're kind of like, go ahead, play go ahead let's see where this goes. you know what i mean that's and they and they listen to your ideas and it's like oh and it gives you so much freedom and then when you watch their products at the end when you watch the movies you see that mm. you see the life of all those people it's because they've made their set so comfortable and so ensemble feeling and so you know inclusive and, and collective that um it gives you it gives you an opportunity to present your best work so it was a it was a great time and a great opportunity
2: wow so you're talking about great opportunity i mean it, you're first African-American character in the remake of, of West Side Story. T- tell us how, how that came mm-hmm. about, you know? I, I know we're uh, living in a time that that's a little bit different, and so for you to be placed in, in that film, I mean, that that is uh, mm-hmm. fantastic.
4: Yeah, I mean, how it came about is how most things come about. You know, you get the call, you get the appointment, you um, sit down and you talk to the people and you hope for the best. But when they initially called about West Side Story, I'm like, There's, who am I going to play in West Side Story? I mean, like I said, when I came to New York City, I, I was doing musicals. Majority of times, I know the musical well. I had actually worked with Arthur Lawrence, who who wrote the original West Side Story um, back in the fifties. And I was like, "There's no role for me." I'm like, "Oh, maybe they're going to change one of the white dudes into a black dude." I'm like, "Oh, that's interesting." But (laughs) after the meeting, I found out that they had created this character, Abe, and based on what they saw for me, they developed him even more. And um, Tony Kushner, that is Spielberg, and I was like, "What? Are you kidding me?" And so. So I'm really excited to see what this what ends up being on the on the screen, man. Because um, I'm trying not to get emotional because this is a dream come true, man. This is stuff I used to watch as a kid. You know, I I, I fantasized about you know it was my idols were Nicholas Brothers and Sydney Poitier and, and all of those folks. And now, hopefully, if I do a good job, that there's another little black boy in Dayton, Ohio, and Idaho, and somewhere else, and they get to, they're gonna watch, they're gonna see this show, and be like, oh, I can do this. I can do this right. oh he looks like me he's the same complexion as me hes you know what I mean right. and it gives him that fire to keep board and moving moving forward so i I'm um I'm very grateful and um and it just says that hard work and um, perseverance pays off oh so, fantastic you know
2: you know and speaking of that I mean you you both have, have has blazed blazed the path for for young people to believe that they can do something that you know a lot of times they, they don't think they can do but for me um what we'll, for both, actually, this is for both of you guys. Um, who was your biggest influence uh, when you were growing up, and 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 what gave you the the thought process that that you can do, you know, what most people say you can't do?
3: Well, you're, you're gonna laugh at my influence. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Besides my mother, honestly, <laughs> Rocky Balboa. <laughs> I, was, I, didn't like, <laughs> I didn't see um, that one coming. Honestly, like that because Rocky the movie it wasn't just a movie it wasn't a movie about boxing it was a movie about overcoming your obstacles right and and mm-hmm. i honestly looked at all those Rocky movies as like just examples of you know cuz he went through a lot of stuff like that i went through you know a i lost my first trainer the same way he did in the same manner in the dressing room crying over my my trainer um mm. So many things, so many losses that he suffered and losing his wife and, um, you know, his career going up and then coming down and just, um, it's just crazy to say. But yeah, I, I learned so much from, from all of that. But I mean, you know, in all seriousness, of course, I, I have to say my mother first and foremost for just overcoming everything she did and, and bringing me to this country and giving me this great
4: opportunity.
2: Oh, awesome, man. Curtis, what about you? And if you say Sylvester Stallone, we're going to have a problem.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that was Arnold Schwarzenegger for me. <laughs> See, um, no, I'm talking- <laughs> I'm just, um, You know, like, uh, of course, my parents were, were very, very strong and instrumental in, in showing me that, you know what, we can make do with the very little. Um, and I guess... I didn't realize that until after I got out of the house. That's how much I appreciated them. But like watching television, Ben Vereen, I used to love watching Ben Vereen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this actor, Ivan Dixon, I don't know if you know who Ivan Dixon is, but Ivan Dixon, he was an uh, actor. He, uh, he ended up turning into a director as well. But he was on um, Hogan's Hero. Do you remember? Anybody, I'm, yeah, Hogan's Hero. Oh, yeah. Like that's a that's
2: the throwback. He was the oh, only yeah. black dude on Hogan's oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Hero. So, it's like, so that you want to um, do your research, you can find him.
4: Right. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and he did this other movie called nothing but a man. And it was like this amazing, simple, um, I film, which is very classic. And it just kind of touched me. And so those were two, um, folk who I didn't know. And I kind of seen on the screen that I always kind of be like, Oh, wow. They, they kind of looked like me. They had the strength and they had this regalness, but they had Ben bringing, had this smile and this energy that you'd be like, Oh my, he seemed like he's so cool. Like he's a cool dude. Um, but yeah, I would, I would say I would say those folks are top All right,
2: JC, next
1: up. Yeah, I got a question for both of y'all as well. Okay, you guys are so busy. How do you balance work, family, and personal? I'll start with you first, Mia.
3: Well, you know, during the height of my career, I had to um, co-parent. You know, with my ex-husband. I mean, well, he had he probably had the kids the majority of the time. And then when I retired, I got them full time. Um, but I would say in the height of my career, it was really difficult. But yeah, uh, now that I'm retired, it's, it's 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 I think it's I do it pretty easily. All
4: right. What About you, Curtis? Uh,
3: yeah,
4: yeah. I mean, um, for a while, I was a single dad with the three of my children, so it was very difficult then. I had um. A lady who used to help uh uh, her name is mr couch i will not forget her because i had basically no money and she was watching three children um Mm. while i was on broadway so it was weird hours and she was coming in she was helping out and then um about 17 18 years ago i married my wife now and and without her um i couldn't do anything you know what i mean uh um who who in her own right has her own career and all of that going on but um but the, the real balance was knowing that I wanted, I want to do this. I love this, and so you know, when you really want to do something, you always find a way, right? You always find a way to get it done. Right. Um, I don't know how well my children are, um, how balanced they are, but um, <laughs> they're still alive you know? <laughs> they're walking around here. <laughs> so hopefully that means they're all right. I don't know what they're no, doing, man. but they still they still kick it. That didn't I didn't knock them out.
2: Well, see, <laughs> I, I, want, I want I want to follow up on that. I mean, just just because <laughs> now, you guys are you know uh, have been crazy successful, and uh, there's always a sacrifice when you get to that level. So what what did you have to sacrifice? Because I think some people just think, okay, if they're just good athletes or good actors, they're going to be okay. But what did you have to sacrifice to get to where you are right now? Time? time.
4: Major time. Major time, man. And it was I remember one time I was doing a show on Broadway, and I had been doing it for like a couple of years straight, and so I was never home in the evenings. Um, so when they came home from school, I wouldn't see them. I would see them when they woke up. And then you know they were off to school, and I remember one time, um, it was my 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 oldest daughter Isis. She said to me, just out of the blue, that she was young. She was like, "I want you to quit this job. We don't get to see you. I just want you to quit." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh," and it, it it was like a shockwave, man. And I was like, "But I can't quit because we don't have no money." And you know, you can't say that to like you know uh, the. Ten-year-old, right. because all she wants is her dad to be there, and um, so so that 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 was the biggest biggest sacrifice for me. was just wow. Just the
2: time. And what, what about you, Mia? Because I, I know I know how a boxer's life is. I mean, you get up at five o'clock in the morning, you're running, and <laughs> be, yeah. it ask never stop.
3: Ask your dad. I sacrificed my hips,
2: my <laughs> joints, my <right>? wow. <laughs> you,
3: know, you know? Do you know how many hip replacements I've had?
2: No, how many? Three hip Three. replacements. Jeez. The hip, the hips don't lie. Wow. <laughs> what, 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 it's wow. all that, that, that rotation. <laughs> yeah, yeah that it's hard just, on the body.
1: I know. Cool. I, I had two cool. myself, Mio.
2: <laughs> you know, so. Hey, right, man. <laughs> I, I got a bad knee, JC. God
4: bless.
3: I'd have to say injuries.
2: Oh, wow. Wow. So, uh, man, I, it, this this has been a fantastic show. I, I mean, I hate to have to bring it to an end, but uh, we we're running out of time. But I want to thank you both for being here. Uh, uh, any any final words you want to tell everybody where to find you at? Any kind of upcoming projects or things you're working on? Uh, mia, you want to go first? Yeah, everyone
3: can find me at mia saint dot org or on Twitter at mia St. john boxer and Instagram. <laughs>
4: Excellent, excellent. How about you, Curtis? Yeah, um, the same. I, I don't have a website, uh, but I'm on the Twitter and the Instagram. <laughs> and, <at>
5: <laughs> and
4: I would say, <laughs> for any passing, uh, any last words, I and mean, make sure y'all get up there and vote, folks.
1: please, vote. You and know, I tell you, on that. This, we need
4: to change. We need to change. Yes,
1: yes. Everybody need to go out and vote. You know, you know, this has been such a fantastic
2: show. right? <laughs> I, I had a good time, man. It was beautiful. Yeah. I, I oh, always man. look forward to coming down here Tuesday, but this one may be. You know, bad. I tell you what. Tell, you know,
1: it's it's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, we thanks to our great guests, thanks to our listening audience, thanks to my great partner, and thanks for Goldsmith Financial for making this happen. And I tell you what. We always are out looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message to you all. Uh, It's your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. And we will be back at the same time, same same place,
0: place. next week. Peace, y'all join james and ray next week at this same time for more it's your life where you'll learn how to dream big think big and be big for more about james cooley and ray leonard jr how you can support the show or become a guest visit cooleyfoundation.org come back next week at this same time for more motivation and inspiration on how you can become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow